0: It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Hard to believe if you just look at the uh, final score, you see the Nuggets beat the Warriors in San Francisco 119-103. You figure, oh, yeah, pretty easy game. Actually, at one point, the Nuggets were down 51-36 to 36 in this game. And they roared back and never looked back. Mike Malone, proud of the comeback. When we play Golden State, we do things differently. You know, this is not our standard defense. We try to do things differently because of who they are and their personnel. And so there are gonna be some breakdowns and their war. But for us to close that second quarter 14 to zero, tie it up at half, and then start the third on a 14 to 4 run, that's a 28 to 4 run in their building after being down 16. That's what I'm most proud about seven straight wins over the Warriors and that doesn't include a, a chunk of a playoff series seven straight wins over the Warriors you're, you're seeing the Warriors championship window their, their dynasty yeah is it's done the Nuggets have ended it and you can just tell that all it takes the moment the Nuggets just start to, to flex their muscles you just tell Golden State has no answer nothing
1: no, they can't play with them, and I think it's interesting that Michael Malone said how how we've changed our defense. When we play them, we change the way we play based upon their skill set and what they do. And you know, obviously, if they knock down every shot like they did early in that game, they're they're tough to beat. But you can't rely on that. That they can't be your your game plan is. Hey, all we're gonna do is knock down threes all night long. Because eventually, you know, it's, eventually there's going to be a lid over it. And you're first, not going to make it. First time in the Ker-
0: Curry era that uh, a team has swept them 4-0 in a series, in a season series. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, Pay that man $35 million. Well, we might want to have Brian Windhorst come, come on on that. Four-game series sweep. Wow. Next on the uh, Morning Brew, yeah, it was another remarkable performance by Nikola Jokic, just Absolutely running out of words to describe what this guy is doing. Three straight triple doubles to come out of the All-Star break. Last night, 32 points, 16 rebounds, 16 assists. Just stupid. Steve Kerr, just what can you
1: say? Obviously, Jokic was amazing. I mean, he just completely dominated that game. Um... And put us on our heels over and over again and um so you know again they're the they're the champs for a reason um they, they took control of that game late second and uh, it was a tough night for everybody and we'll we'll bounce back he didn't complain about the free throw discrepancies no. or anything like no, that like no, you know, like no, normally no, you get no, how unfair it was well, he, knows. <laughs> he, he yeah you
0: know he learned from phil jackson greg
1: popovich you,
0: you at some point, you got to, when you see the way the tide is turning between these two teams, you you throw everything you got, but at some point, you just run out of things to say. Right. And you just really, just got to tip your cap, say the Nuggets are my daddy, and uh, move on. So while things are going great for the Nuggets, not so much for Jared Bednar's avalanche, who played a really good game on Saturday night at home against Toronto, but... A mistake at the end of the game. Miko ranting in, throwing the puck into the uh, crowd. Got a got a delay a penalty a delay of, penal, a, delay of uh, a delay penalty, a minor two minutes led to a power play goal and the eventual game winner for
1: Toronto. I thought we played really well first period, get out to a good lead. Second period, same thing, give up a couple goals late in the period. Bounce back in the third, playing hard. You guys did a lot of good things good good competitive effort from our guys and but you know when you're not scoring easy yeah you can't you just can't make a couple of those mistakes
0: that's all code that's hockey code for we're just not good enough and we'll work hard you know we'll bring the lunch pail to work you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. but we're not good enough to blow teams out or win Comfortably enough, build a comfortable enough margin. It's like the Detroit game the other night. You know they're up one nothing. You just like get another goal, get another goal. Right. Break, you know, break their spirit. Go up two. They couldn't get that second goal. They end up letting Detroit hang around. They end up losing in overtime. It's there's just too much of a
1: thin margin for error with this team right now. Do you think part of what Bednar is saying in the post game competitive this that and the other like you said? Essentially letting management know that we're not good. Do you think they hear it? Do you think they understand it? Do you think they believe? I hope
0: so, because he's been taking a lot of thinly veiled shots. Not shots, I shouldn't say that, but, but thinly veiled requests. Right. For some help. And it's been going on for really all season. Mm-hmm. Good chunk of the season. Yeah. Uh, next on the Morning Brew, Russell Wilson on the Brandon Marshall, the former Bronco receiver, I Am Athlete podcast. Talking about what his wishes are moving forward. I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through. Whether if it's in Denver or somewhere else, I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there.
1: I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. Says he wants to stay here. Why, then why did he put his house on the market? Downsizing? Do you really need that many bathrooms? Do you really think? it Was that genuine? I hope it's in Denver. No. No, it's, it's smart. It's... Hey, I'm not looking to move.
0: Mm-hmm. They want to cut me. That's on them. Yeah. I don't want to leave Denver. I want to be here. And I... I I genuinely think he would like to to make it work here,
1: but it's not going to happen. What do you think his relationship is with Sean Payton? Ooh, uh, I I don't.
0: That's a, I am going to have to throw that back to you. You you know more about the the dynamics and play at play here. Is there is there an understanding here, professionalism that hey. We just, we don't mix. We're good. Shake hands. Move on. Or is there some genuine, I know Russ will use this as as fuel as any athlete would. But do you think he understands?
1: Oh, I think he's, I think there's enough realism in there to understand that he did not play very well or he has not played very well here in Denver. Last year better than the year before, obviously, but. And I do believe there's some of that I'd like to make it work here in Denver because I'd like to prove that I can. But I think there is a. Maybe a personality match that are a lack of personality match between head coach and quarterback. And it's not the first time that's happened. It won't be the last time. Russ
0: should not be. I would hope he's not too mad at at Sean Payton. Sean did a lot for Russ this year. Sean did help rescue Russ's career. Mm. The numbers that he put up, the way that he played, has given him a chance that when he does get cut, to land with somebody, perhaps even as their starter. And Russ gets the lion's share of the credit, of course, but... It's very clear that that Sean tried to coach to Russ's strengths this year. Right. Now the big debate is you'll you'll have plenty of rusties out there who'll say, well, why can't you continue to do that? Well, that that that's not Sean's hump. That's Mm. not what you hired Sean for. You hired Sean to do and coach the way he wants to coach with the kind of quarterback he wants to coach. It's why you gave up so much. It's why you paid him. So you gotta let him do it. But hey. He he did a lot to resuscitate Russ's career to make Russ still a pretty attractive commodity out there. So there shouldn't be too many
1: hard feelings from, from Russ towards Sean. No, I mean I am I'm, I'm with you. It does not it does not fit. The two personalities don't fit. I, just the fact that like your off schedule play, like the amount of off schedule plays you make, I heard You know, I heard uh, Robert Griffin like supporting Russ, and I watched every throw, and and I just, no, you haven't. Stop it.
0: Stop. That'll do it for the morning brew. Bring that to you each and every morning at uh, 6:30.